If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Emily G. Thompson is a Belfast-based writer and podcaster whose latest book, Cults Uncovered, reveals a shocking truth about some of the most disturbing cults that have ever existed. How did Manson inspire his family to launch a campaign of murder? What twisted ideology lay behind horrific events at the Waco siege? Why did the suicidal followers of Heaven's Gate believe Doomsday was imminent? You can find all this out in Cults Uncovered. And to get your hands on a copy, Crown Investigation has partnered with DK Books to give away 10 copies of Cults Uncovered. Just visit crowninvestigation.co.uk to find out how you can take part. And make sure you sign up to the Crown Investigation newsletter for all our latest giveaways. We spoke to Emily about the process of writing her exciting new book, how she became fascinated with true crime in the first place, and hosting our own true crime podcast series, Morbidology. Well, typically I'll research, or research a, a variety of ways. First of all, I would usually Google just to see what's available online to see if there's any transcripts or FBI files or police files. Sometimes when a case is big, which obviously a lot of those cases were, the files will be readily available online. So, um, for example, on the FBI's website, you can read through literally thousands of FBI files on Jim Jones and the People's Temple. It obviously takes quite a while to look through it all, but um, I think that that's the best way to truly understand the case, if you know what I mean, just to read through absolutely everything. So um, quite often, if I'm researching, whether it be for a book, an article, podcast and um, I'll sometimes file freedom of information request and hope that they get back to me on time but um, that's not always the case sadly. When I was writing my first book which was Unsolved Child Murders I remember I filed a freedom of information request and I didn't hear back for three years <laughs> so by that point it was finished but I understand they're obviously very very busy. But um, with Heaven's Gate that's another good example and um, they left so much information of online that we can still look at today. The website's even still up today and if you go on YouTube you can actually um, you can actually see 
there it's like a goodbye video from all of the members of the club so it's obviously quite poignant and you can truly tell when you're watching their videos that they they genuinely believed in what they were saying and what they thought was going to happen Carlson covered features 18 cults resisted from the late 19th century to the present day in countries such as America, Australia, Japan and France. Having read so much about so many different cults and their leaders, from Charles Manson to David Koresh, did Emily notice any similarities between the cults and their leaders? I think there's quite often a recurring theme when it comes to at least the vast majority of cult leaders. Usually the psychological traits that are attributed to each, each cult leader so in particular, all cult leaders believe that they are special and unique in at least one way or another. Um, prime example would be quite a lot of cult leaders, Jeffrey Lundgren, David Koresh. They believe that they had some direct connection to God or Jesus. And it's always this perceived uniqueness that makes them believe that they are entitled. You know what I mean? And it's this perceived uniqueness that leaders will then use to entice members usually members that are seeking for are searching for answers searching for a deeper meaning in life or searching for enlightenment most cult leaders they're charismatic authoritarians and then while they lack compassion or empathy they still do have a deep desire for admiration and reverence so more often than not and i say more often than not because there are some cult leaders that are an exception to the rule their entire identity is usually built on the respect that they feel that they deserve and the respect that they demand from their followers, combined with the fear that they elicit. Usually people will join cults because they've been made vulnerable by a situation or something happening in their life. And that's why you'll notice that a lot of cults do spring up after social and political upheaval. People that have recently moved to a new city, people that have recently left a marriage, um, a good example would be the upheaval of the 1960s that created the perfect conditions for Charles Manson to flourish. As a so-called hippie guru, he attracted young people that were disenchanted with their own lives, who have been running from a world by, wracked by bitter clashes over the United States' involvement in the Vietnam War and civil rights tensions. It just creates the perfect environment for people like that. A lot of people don't seem to realise, but People that join cults are typically normal people. They're no different than you or I. People join cults for usually the best motives, but it all boils down to manipulation. Cult leaders mercilessly take advantage of the desires that most of us share, um, a longing for a purpose, a family, a higher being. People that join cults, they've just been made vulnerable by a certain situation in their life or a certain personality trait, such as desire for a spiritual or religious meaning, idealism, disillusionment, so on. That's why you'll notice that, as I said earlier, cults pop up during social and political upheaval. There's a lot of bizarre incidents in this book, from the Rajashi bioterror attack to the Sinanam cult, who tried to kill someone with a rattlesnake. What was the weirdest and why? I think you've you've kind of you've kind of hit the nail on the head there with those two. Those two are definitely very bizarre. I think as well, kind of mentioned earlier, Charles Manson. You know, the Manson and the Beach Boys Association was was a bit of an odd one as well. I mean, it seems as though he genuinely believed that he would make a record deal, but his behaviour 
even before the St. LaBianca murders just destroyed any hopes and dreams that he had. Oh, and oh, of course, the, the Charles Manson believing in the, the Beatles' White Album. I mean, he interpreted the song as Helter Skelter as a, as a vision of an upcoming apocalypse. So he thought that they, were, they would take over as leaders of the African-Americans after there was a massive. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Rates were pretty much, and the African-Americans he believed were going to rise into the new majority race. It's, the whole story is just pretty wild. As a true crime writer, and now an established podcaster with Morbidology, how did she first get interested in the subject? I think I've been interested in true crime since I was quite young. I think like a lot of people... I kind of got it from my parents because I remember when I was growing up, my mum had this massive, massive bookcase just filled with true crime books. I remember when I was, I must have only been like 10 or 11, and we were on holiday and I remember borrowing a book on Fred and Rose West. And I don't think I understand, understood pretty much the entire book, but I just kept borrowing her books after that. And obviously once you get older and you realise what it is you're actually reading, so yeah, it just grew from there really, just reading true crime books as a kid, not even a kid, well, 11, 11 onwards. I think the true crime genre manages to captivate us so much because it involves all of the most emotional subjects, doesn't it? You know, violence, sex, greed, power, obsession, death. And I think that it's these emotional subjects that make the genre so tantalizing because it allows us a little glance into a grim world that hopefully none of us will ever have to experience firsthand. Um, it's so outside our realms of our own safe, quiet lives that we can't help but be gripped. I think as well when it comes to true crime, well, solved cases, um, there's like this feeling of gratification at the end of it. And then when it comes to unsolved cases as well, and with the birth of the internet, you know, Twitter, Facebook, you've got Facebook groups, kind of like a, like a, like a global game of who done it. I personally think it's for everybody, but I do understand that it's more women, and I think maybe that has a thing to do with the fact that most murders are committed against women. So, kind of branching off on what I was saying about. You know, it's tantalizing because it allows us a glance into the world that we'll never experience. I think maybe women feel as if they can relate to it a bit more. Um, but it's 
I think I think it's for everyone, but it's kind of funny because for my podcast, it's eighty percent women, twenty percent men that listen, which is which is quite astounding. Yeah, it's, it's strange though that it's mostly women, especially eighty percent. That's that's massive. Didn't expect it to be that massive, but it's nice now that I've got you know a podcast and uh, yeah, Facebook as well, so I can kind of see the demographics just to see what kind of people are into it, what, who, who's enjoying it, if you know what I mean. Emily first became interested in true crime after reading a book on Rose West, the subject of episode one of Crime Investigation's new series, Making a Monster, which you can watch Mondays at 9pm on Catch Up or On Demand. There's also the Making the Monster the Tapes podcast series for you to listen to, which features extra in-depth interviews with the criminologists who contributed to the show. And speaking of podcasts, Emily entered the world of true crime as a writer, but has since become a podcaster with her series, Morbidology. I only started it last year. I've had the website for ages. I've been writing articles for ages. I kind of just felt like this was the next step. It's what everyone's doing. Just thought I'll give it a bash pretty much. So it's a weekly true crime podcast. I, it's a solo podcast. I write the episodes, edit the episodes, post the episodes and produce the episodes myself. And it's, it's doing quite well, a lot better than what I thought it was going to do. I thought like 15 people would maybe listen eight of which for my family, so I, I have a, a newfound respect for indie podcasts. Uh, when I started, I did not think, I did, didn't even consider how much work goes into it. It's completely different than writing a book or writing an article. It's obviously similar, and but you've got to, yeah, it, it, takes, it takes a long time. It's kind of, yeah, they're pretty long episodes. I, I prefer a long episode, like if something's over an hour, I'll be like, oh, but if it's 20 minutes, I'll still listen to a 20 minute episode, but I do prefer a big massive deep dive into, into a case. We're always on the hunt for the next show to watch, series to listen, or book to read. And who better to get your top true crime recommendations from than the top true crime writer and podcaster like Emily? As I said, I found a, a newfound love for or newfound respect for indie podcasts. So indie podcasts, Trace Evidence is a really good one. Have you heard it? It's a weekly true crime podcast hosted by a man named Stephen, who takes a look at a new unsolved case each week. I also really like our true crime podcast, which is hosted by two women who've been best friends for, I think it's like 30 years. So it's a really good one because sometimes when you spend all day, researching and writing crimes you just want something kind of chatty if you know what I mean something that's not completely serious and there's also a new one that I really like called the true crime lab and it's just these two guys that are friends and they just sit down talk about a crime make a few jokes but never at the victim's expense sometimes I just like sitting down at night and listening to something that's a bit light-hearted if you know what I mean but still sticks to the case. Sometimes when you get things where people are all doing the same thing, there's like this air of competition. But I've noticed when it comes to true crime writing, podcasts, books, articles, you name it, there's like no competition. Everyone is so supportive. On Twitter especially, it's uh, it's great because sometimes you find that there can be competition with things like that, but, but not, in, not in this case. Oh, as for books, you asked about books, did you? 
Well, he's going to mention one that I wanted to mention, Lost Girls by Robert Coulter, because it's being made into, I think it's being made into a documentary, which is a really, it's a really good one. It's about the Long Island serial killer case, but it, it stands apart from a lot of other true crime books because it's humanizing. It's about, obviously his victims are, are sex workers and they were kind of failed by the police and in a way society, but Robert Coker, the book, I just just try and recommend it to everyone. Many thanks to Emily G. Thompson for agreeing to speak to us in this episode of Inside Crime Investigation. You can listen to Emily's podcast, Morbidology, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And her book, Cults Uncovered, is published by DK Books. And make sure you keep an eye out for Emily's next book, Unsolved Murders, published in March. We're looking forward to getting a copy of that ourselves. This episode of Inside Crime Investigation was hosted and produced by me, Peter Ross. How do you get into the mind of the devil when that devil is trying to get into yours? Making a Monster the Tapes is an exclusive podcast series featuring unheard interview footage taken from Crime and Investigation's brand new TV series, Making a Monster. It is Rose West who is preparing the children very forcibly for their father's sexual attentions and that she herself is going to be involved in. He thought there'd been no witnesses, which meant that when he turned around to cut, he had to come back through the very village that he'd abducted her from, and that was, that was his downfall. There was one, another serial killer. He said, uh, when you're falling asleep, you think about your holiday. When I'm falling asleep, I think about my next murder. He had kind of given up on the prospects of Stephen Griffiths having a successful, happy life. And he was putting a lot of his energy into this alter ego, this other persona. They have a joy and a delight in sadistically taking, hurting and killing someone else. Not just once, over and over again. And their goal is, well, you're not going to catch me and I'll carry on until you do. Subscribe to Making a Monster, The Tapes, on your favourite podcast app, and watch Making a Monster, the eight-part TV series on Crime and Investigation, Mondays at 9pm. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 